There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. The Opinion Line on Quartz 96 FM. Yesterday, talking about data breaches, identity theft, the fact that your credit card details, your driver's license, your identity, the works, could be out there on the dark web for sale for as little as 20 bucks to anybody who wants to buy it. There's a story was running in the newspapers yesterday about a number of farm supply stores up and down the country who've been caught with dodgy credit cards where someone came in and bought something for the farm, used a credit card or a credit card number. They're gone with the stuff only for the... Uh, shop to discover it was a, a Bookshe card and that's all dark web stuff and it's the, the warning from the Banking Federation was be careful what you share guys because it's being picked up now Rebecca then got a letter do you remember the cyber attack from the HSE which, which kind of started all this the cyber attack on the HSE Rebecca got a letter from the HSE to say her data was among the data hoovered out of the HSE during that hack. Uh, take the story up from there, Rebecca. Good morning. Morning. Um, <clears throat> so it was actually my children. Uh, it wasn't my data at all. Um, I got two two registered letters in the post there this week um, to say that my children's information was involved in a data breach. Now, my mother would have gotten a letter a couple of months ago saying that she was involved in the data breach. This one is saying that it's the same data breach, but I have my suspicions about that, to be totally honest with you. And the reason I have my suspicions about that is it says in the letter that the information was illegally accessed and copied during the cyber attack on the HSE in May of 2021. And then in the same letter, it says that the information came from a COVID-19 vaccine list and also consultation records from CUH. Now, that's actually not possible that the information came from a COVID-19 vaccine list because this letter is addressed to my daughter, who's under five. So in May of 2021, she would not have been eligible for a COVID-19 vaccine. I see. I see. I do know of someone, Rebecca, who's got a letter similar to this. And for their own reasons best known to themselves, they chose not to get vaccinated. Their data is supposed to have been taken from a vaccination list as well. So, yeah. So they don't. And and it's interesting because my my older child, who would have been old enough, um, his one just says that it came from the consultation clinics at COH. So they don't even know. They're sending out like slight variations of this letter. But they haven't actually considered 
like even the information held in it isn't even correct. Like, yeah, I, my my understanding of the reasons behind this these letters, and I'm I'm open to correction on it, but I think it's to do with the fact that you're entitled to know whether your data was breached, and you're entitled to know where they got it from. But if the HSE doesn't know for sure where they got it from, because it it seems from the content of the letters that they don't. I don't think so. It doesn't seem like they know where where it came from at all. Does, does it does it give you concerns? I mean, it does. It literally says that they're they're monitoring the dark web for signs of any of of the information being shared. I'm. You'll forgive now my you you'll forgive my cynicism now, but would you trust the HSE to be monitoring the dark web for signs of your information? I don't think anybody would. You can't. You can't. They're not the most uh, monitoring the dark web really takes know. a certain amount of skill. You'd wonder Which they don't have clearly. You know, if they can't, if they can't even keep the data together, then like well, we discovered at the time the of the we discovered at the time of the breach that there were thousands of computers in the HSE still on Windows Seven. For goodness' sake, you know that really doesn't surprise me at all. At all. They don't seem to have any care for people's private information. Oh, they certainly got it, got it, got it. There's another one going around, a story, and I think your mom is involved here, Rebecca. We've talked countless times in the last 12 months about people who've been over on one of these healthcare abroad trips, getting a cataract done or a hip done or a knee done in Alicante, and they're happy as a small child because the operation is a success, they got it quickly, and all of that. But... There was a story in the paper yesterday and the day before where it seems the HSE now is slow to pay back some of these people. Is your mum one of them? Yes. <clears throat> so um, w- my mum needed a knee replacement, you know, I'd say half a cork sore out on her mobility scooter during protests and things. Yeah. Um, having the, <laughs> she, was, uh, she was like Speedy Gonzalez on it. And uh, basically, her she needed a knee replacement, and it, the pain was very, very bad. Mm-hmm. And we were told it was going to be a couple of years. And frankly, like her mobility was getting worse, there was no way she was, you know, that she was going to be able to to wait any longer. So we looked into the treatment abroad scheme. Firstly, it's hugely inaccessible to most older people. The vast majority it involves, like my my mum, um, you know, is would have very poor hearing, so even just tr- trying to make phone calls, like we'd be doing that for her, um, it's it's just horribly inaccessible. The amount of paperwork and coordination between hospitals is absolutely astronomical. Mm. Firstly, it was oh this part is not correct, this part is not correct, and you'd be like Jesus, I went over fifteen times. How could it not be correct? And were you going then, through a company like healthcareabroad.ie? Uh, that that company that does most of the heavy lifting for you. Were you going through that, or were you trying to do it on your own? We weren't because we were. Cons- I suppose we want. We were going to Belfast for it because we were a oh, bit. Yes. We were a bit unsure about going to another country. We just wanted to be able to kind of, you know, we thought that it would keep the costs down. Basically, if we if we kind of stayed within within the within the island. Um, and we figured it'd be easier because my sister could drive her up and down because at that point oh, it was yeah. very hard for her to be travelling and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we ended up getting out, uh, like the way that the treatment abroad scheme is, you you send off all your forms and all that and then you have to submit the receipts afterwards. So on top of ha- having to navigate all of this paperwork, you then have to have, you know, quite a lot of cash up front to pay for it. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we got out a credit union loan. 
Um, and, you know, obviously it, co- it covers some of the costs, but it's not going to cover all of them. So we got out a credit union loan and um, went and sorted it out. She had to go up two or three times. Now, the hospital in Belfast were absolutely incredible. They were really, really good, you know, but as in, you know, the surgeon would have said to her, like, I've done my part now. If you don't do your part, you might as well have not come here. Do you know that kind of way? If you don't get your, if you don't do your post-operative physio, you might as well not come and get the surgery at all because it's it's a total waste of time and 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 effort for everybody so as soon as she got home we would have you know started getting on to people going oh look you know she's had her she's had her knee surgery she needs her post-operative care she needs her post-operative physio and we found that such a thing does not exist um they were like oh but you use the treatment abroad scheme and she was like i was only i was in belfast you know what i mean i wasn't like in the Himalayas getting the surgery done also you know you would have been notified that the surgery was happening and that post-operative physio would have been necessary mm-hmm. and they were just like oh yeah sorry we've no physio available um so you know at that point then time was taken on so myself and my sisters started paying then for the weekly physio because I mean like it had to be done like there was no we're, we were not going to drag her all the way up to Belfast and get her knee done and then have her come back and and not get the physio that she needed to make the surgery a success. Of course, of course. Um, and she she didn't get a single, not not one post operative physio session did she get, not one. The the, the ombudsman was, the ombudsman has published a, a report. I've only had a, a scan through it, not a detailed read. But but the report finds that the HSE has been, and I quote the ombudsman, unreasonable and inflexible when it comes to overseas care payments. So the scheme is there. The credit unions are giving money to people because they understand they will get it back. But since people started to go for it big time, and I'm talking mostly now about the overseas stuff, HSE seems to be slow enough in in paying it back. And in your case, with your mom's case, she went over, over the border, got her knee done, happy with the operation, but she can't get any follow-on physio. That's just not fair. The 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 the, re, the kind of the returning of the payment, like I mean, <clears throat> before we did it, obviously we were like, oh, you know, it's 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 a significant amount of money, like you know, you're kind of like to to be paying kind of fifteen fifteen thousand or whatever. You're like, okay, like it's a it's a bit of a big thing to be walking into. Am I assured I'm going to get it back? How much am I going to get it back? And it's it's a bit you know it's a bit worrying or whatever, and. Now here we are, and I mean, my mum would have had the surgery in, I think it was October of last year, and we only just got a partial refund there literally last week. That's ridiculous. Literally. That's ridiculous. And the whole time, the whole time we're paying interest then on that loan. Of course you are. Of course you are. So you might as well. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Like, the treatment abroad scheme covers, I'd say, maybe 5,000 of it. You know, by the time you're done, you barely get half of it back because you're paying interest payments while they're trying, while they're processing your claim. And there was nothing wrong with the claim. It was all perfectly, everything, every, you know, T was crossed and every mm-hmm. I was dotted. Mm-hmm. There was no issue with it. It just, it's just bananas like. It's almost, putting people into debt and they're not, they're not being upfront about it. You it's know, a, it's almost, it's almost as if someone was thinking, well, now, yeah, we can go on our way up the up the north and get your knee done if you want to do that. Off with you, best way, but you'll pay for it afterwards. That's almost like that thinking is there, isn't it? Yeah, it's just they just wash your hands. They wash, and in, in fairness, I'd really feel for any older person because you know you see, you know you see people coming back and they're going, they're you know, and they're not in pain and they're they're after having their surgery and it is fantastic. However, what they're not telling people is. That in terms of accessibility, the scheme is absolutely horrendous for any older person. You'd need a, a good few people on your side to navigate the the whole system. You know, to There's assist a lot you with navigating the system. There is, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is, and then financially, it's it's a huge risk as well. Like, and that's not being communicated to people at all. Like, yeah. okay, Rebecca, thank you very much. Uh, my best to your mum. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. We're getting calls from other people who've had these letters from the HSE. You're another one of the people got these letters from the HSE and some of the stuff we're hearing would have you tapping your head off the table wondering what the heck is going on. The Ombudsman report, and I said I have a proper look at it later on, the Ombudsman's report has gone through this treatment abroad scheme for a short cut. Uh, many, many headings. Provision of information, application of first charges, Prior consultation, telemedicine, the application form, referral letters, uh, proof of payment, proof of travel, appeal time. They've gone through it for a shortcut. Peter, thanks for holding. You got one of these letters about your data being accessed in the cyber attack. Morning. I did. Hi, PJ. How are you? Good. What happened? 
Well, it was my son's data that was accessed. Um, I was told, very similar to Rebecca's story there. And like that, there was kind of a mention of COVID-19 vaccine uh, data. And, you know, being curious, I said, right, I better register and see what data was actually released. Because he doesn't have a mobile. It was more likely my own mobile or, or, or my uh, my wife's mobile because he's, he's only three. But, um, <laughs> They're getting him young, so but not that young. Like, yeah. Not that young. But, uh, no, I went online to look at it and followed through the... The instructions on the letter and the down the site is down. You can't you can't access or register to do it. Um, you know, there's there's also the aspect that uh, as a father, I have to provide more data to prove online that I'm the father of my son um, compared to the mother. And but you can't even do it. So you can't even see what data is it has been accessed. What, so what you, has you been have to prove. Sent. You almost have to prove paternity before they give you the data. Yeah, if it's a yeah, birth cert, the mother has to provide a birth cert, original copy of birth birth cert. I assume a scan, and a father has to prove uh, birth cert and marriage cert, or a court order proving that you're a guardian. So <laughs> I'm not sure how many people like if they are married, you know, would have the marriage cert. But if you're not married and you have a family, and there's so many families nowadays that mm. aren't the traditional nuclear family, like. Do they have to go so, and get a so court order? They've, written, they've written to they've written to say your son's data was accessed. Yep. You can't get onto the website to see what data was accessed, and then you even as his dad have to go through all sorts of hoops and jumps to get at the data anyway. Even if you could access it on the website, so it's 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 just a bit. It's just another nail in, I think, public confidence in the HSE cyber. Uh, policies like it's <coughs> I put it up online and you know a few people contacted me uh, privately and said like that they had tried to do it five weeks ago and the site was still down and and so, did they did, did they say sorry I'm confused did they say that they, the data had been taken from a vaccine list it says it, it just says the data name address phone number um, date of birth and then uh, COVID-19 vaccine data but sure um, he's only three exactly he didn't have a COVID vaccine so I don't know whether or not he was being put on a list see I, I just don't know I just don't know if he's on a list and that's, I suppose that's my curiosity mm. to see where that death, that is I'm not overly concerned by it I mean you know, ah, not, yeah, I, I get that it, Peter but at the same time the fact that you practically have to go and give a data a DNA sample and a lock of hair birds are, just to get at what they've taken off your son yeah exactly <laughs> and it kind of on, on the treatment abroad if, like what you're talking about there there's also an aspect of treatment abroad that it doesn't pay for accommodation and for travel when traveling abroad. So right. if you have families who are pushed to their collar, they'll pay for flights over to places. But if you have to get taxis to hospitals, if you have to get accommodation near hospitals, that's not covered under treatment abroad either, which puts a lot more yeah. pressure on well, families. We've, we've spoken to a lot of people who've gone to Spain, and it's made very clear to them from the first consultation, you need to cover your own flights and accommodation everything else will be will be taken up by the scheme. But you're correct there, Peter. Yeah, with, with regard to the the data breach, the HSE are giving people inaccurate information. Like, it's not from children's COVID lists. Like, there are children, children's data has been accessed, and the HSE is sending out letters saying it came from a vaccination list or a COVID head list, but small children didn't have vaccines at that time. Adam. Hi, uh, how are things? Hi, what happened in your case? Uh, my wife, my wife got a letter there. I'd say it would have been uh, two weeks or more, and it just basically said on the letter that her data has been 
in foam, basically. Right. Um, and they have her number on it, her phone number, and her address, her date of birth, and the whole lot. And there was no statement of the COVID. Right. Did, did the HSE let her tell your wife where the data was taken from? No. They didn't say anything. No, she did get onto the HSE um, and asked them, and they said, look, we're still looking into it, and we'll follow up with Jen in, in two, three weeks' time. She's still waiting for a follow-up call. Yeah. Now, my understanding is with these letters, and I stand to be corrected by it, but for most people, they have nothing to worry about. You know, they're just being told because they have a right to be told. But at the same time, you'd like to be told accurate information too. Well, my 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 wife now, you know, the way there's all these scam calls going around and all that, she never had one of them until she got the letter. Yes, yes. It could be in the middle of the night, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. No, my ah, own wife has yeah. MS. I see. She has multiple cirrhosis and she's in the hospital a lot. I see. I see. Seeing consultants and all that kind of stuff and getting bloods taken and all. And let me, let me, if I, I, I'm, I'm hoping I picked this up correctly. You'll tell me if I'm wrong. Since she got the letter from the HSE, she started to get scam calls. Scam calls, yes. And it, it's numbers from all different regions. Yeah, okay. Adam, thanks for that. I wanted Adam to repeat that again because... There's an old thing in research called correlation does not imply causation, and that's very important. But Adam's not the first person who's told me, either on or off air, they got one of these letters and scam calls started. In fact, was it someone we were talking to last week, lads? You'll remember if I'm right or wrong here. She's been getting calls from people who said, you rang me. Uh, No, I didn't. I don't know who you are. You rang me. No, I didn't. I don't know who you are. And they started, I think she said they started after she got a letter from the HSE. What's going on? And there's no science that says one is directly following the other, but it seems to be happening a bit too often to be a coincidence at the same time. Andrew says, the HSE monitoring the dark web for patients' details. That's a laugh. (laughs) Sure, you and I both know the HSE can't find the patients and monitor the ones in their own care at the best of times. What about the HSE workers? Yeah, this is another one from workers in, in the system. What about the HSE workers who now fear that the hackers have their bank account number, their branch details, because their wages are paid into the system? And was that hacked? They haven't really been told much about what they can do about it, if anything. I got one of those letters too a few months back, says Bernie. Oh my gosh, uh, Delina, I got the same letter from my daughter coming from COVID-19 vaccination list. But sure, she was five. She didn't get any vaccination at all. What's going on there? Why are they telling people that their child's data was taken from a COVID vaccination list? when the children at the time weren't eligible for vaccination or weren't on anybody's vaccine list. What's happening there? Corks 96 FM.